Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 19. In this episode, my friends and I talk about classism, imperialism, and other institutionalized structures of power. And we really have the discussion of to what extent are these things evil tragedies that must be overcome? And to what extent are they really just realities that have to be uh, negotiated with and navigated through and perhaps even taken advantage of in certain situations. So if that sounds interesting to you, give it a listen and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys. Hi. Hello. All right. All right. That's how you're doing? Yep. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Think about it. Yeah. As our guest, we have Matthew McCouchnahy. (laughs) McCouchnahy. Principal Oshai Kennedy. Principal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How's everybody doing? Doing all right. Really? Um, I'm fine. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I want an honest answer. It's going to be a quiz. Yeah, I'm doing good. I got uh, not a promotion or anything. I I mentioned earlier, but I uh, got uh, recognition at work, which was nice. What does that mean? The um, like gold stars. Ma- yeah, basically, managers pulled me aside and said I was doing a great job, and they asked me why people liked me so much. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and, <laughs> Should uh, they not? <laughs> right. And the, honestly, it's weird. What... None of us like you, but why does <laughs> everyone else? <laughs> well. That's weird. There was one manager who I did have a little bit of a clash with when I started working there, and he was standing there when that was being said, and he actually said, and the manager who was giving me the praise said, well, so-and-so here actually doesn't like you. And I, Yo. I, I swear that was not actually a lie, but I'm not sure. Um, and, then, and then the manager who he said that about kind of made a joke about it, and I was like, you know, I think that's actually at least half true. <laughs> but, but other than that, the, everyone else likes me. And then um, just the other day, I got it became like an, an official thing where they pulled me aside again and they showed me this paper that they had drawn up of all the things that they were, you know, just praising me about different things I was doing. And then all the managers had signed it. And so it was like an official thing now. Official gold In the records. Dude, put that on a resume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is it? Like, how does it... Does it come know. with? Does it come with money? That's the, what I would like. Well, not even just but, money, but like... Uh, does it that, impact your vertical... Yeah, like is that... To be honest, I think what it could mean is if I stayed on and they needed more uh, leads or eventually a manager, they might ask to train me to do that. Is that something you're interested in? Not really. Um, But if it paid enough, they're all listening right now. If it paid, (laughs) if it paid enough, I would, I would maybe consider it. That is the factor. Yeah, it's like money's what what I really want. What I really, really want. (laughs) Not pizza parties and thank yous. Uh, you know, if the pay is right, like the pay can be a little bit less. And I think pizza parties are neat, you know, because you get to, uh, Eat pizza. well, yeah. And you get to talk with people while I'm guessing while you're on the clock, you know, a lot of those things happen while you're still on the clock, but, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not against a good office party, but really it's the money. Yeah. That's uh, why I show up. I was like, how about you give me the money and I'll order pizza whenever I want. Yeah. <laughs> And in this digital age of Zoom, I'll just Zoom the people I want to talk to. 
it is, I think, definitely an upside of the <laughs> of the Zoom, uh, you know, takeover, is that there are a lot of things that people used to think had to be meetings that it's like, oh, this could be an email or a quick, you know, right live phone call or don't FaceTime, need to, whatever. Don't need to leave comfort of my home. How did Zoom take over and like? It used I to be have Skype. no idea. Like, that yeah, came that out Skype of was just there waiting. Yeah, right. And it never like it had been. It's been going for. Over a decade. Well, that's I, the thing is, there's so many. There's Skype. There's FaceTime. There's even Facebook. Google Hangout. I, th- I think it. Yeah. I think it had to do Microsoft Teams. Uh, yeah. I think it had to do with the ease of getting a lot of faces on the screen at the same time. But didn't Skype do that? I, I, I'm I, I not don't know. that. I'm not super familiar with Skype, but I think there's a limit that you hit, which you, is smaller. You play games that. on Skype. I'm, it's been a long time since I. Can you play games on Zoom? Skype. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. It changed. Can you How screen my... share on all of them? Because that's something that Zoom think, does. Yeah, you okay. It's been a long time since I. I think that's probably but... what. That's why, like, it didn't take off. Was we always had Skype, and so for. <laughs> it's like, like, oh no, a new problem. There must yeah. be a new tool. Yeah. That is... I was totally blindsided. Like when people were like, "Oh yeah, we could do like a yeah." I was like, "Yeah, we could Skype." And people were like, "Yeah, I'll send you like a Zoom meeting." And I'm like, "Or we could yes, Skype Zoom." I am familiar with guys. I just sunk Zoom. everything into Skype because I was anticipating a huge boom. Wasn't yeah. Zoom a kids' show? It was, was a PBS. Uh, yeah, show. I used to watch was that. And then yeah, I also oh, yeah. watched another. It was like one called... educational. Uh, Isn't everything on PBS like a educational? Uh, Arthur is not very educational. I mean, I guess to a degree, you learn life lessons, maybe. But oh, well, and... Yeah, because because uh, I think it was Zoom and Zaboomafu all uh, like came what? like was on back to back. You don't remember Zaboomafu? Yeah, I don't remember that. You want to know why I know these yes. shows? Yes, it was about it was when I was sick as a kid, and that's what's playing in the waiting room in the doctor's office. <laughs> I do, and I'm like, who's like? Were you that chronically ill as a child? <laughs> like, I just well, remember because it was such terrible. I TV. remember I remember thinking like if I was sick, I'd stay home, and it was Scooby Doo. There would be like a four hour block yeah. of. What's new, Scooby-Doo? Tre- you know, uh, Scooby and Scrappy. Um, the, mm-hmm. the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. It would it'd be Scooby-Doo yep. for hours. And yep. I just think, this is so that kids don't yep. play hooky. It's because yep. there's no good <laughs> cartoons on. I really, so really much. don't like Scooby-Doo. Really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. I don't mind the old stuff, but man, the the more it went, like a pup named Scooby-Doo. There's, mm. there's so many... I like how many Pup-Doo. how many iterations of Scooby-Doo. Like Do you not like the, the James the Gunn live-action Scooby-Doo? I didn't know that he's the one who directed those, but now my opinion of him has fallen. Because <laughs> those were terrible. Movies. And Thor Ragnarok makes so much sense. Or no, it was uh, Taika. He, he, yeah, that was Guardians Taika, of the Galaxy. No, uh, Guardians he of the Galaxy Guardians. makes so much more sense now. I actually like the Garden, Guardians movies. Yeah. And, oh, never mind. I'll talk about that another time. Another podcast. Don't worry. Oh. That's what we, Sam, what we had talked about before. Yes. Right. Anyway, um, we, just, we just teased a future episode right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to hear that episode early, feel free to log into our Patreon and support us for our $5 entry. Yeah, just go to www.patreon forward slash HTP colon. Oh, wait. Dude, I should set up a Patreon and see if anyone would support me. No, I'm, I'm not. A little I'm too not, early for that, not right now. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's never too early to yeah. accept well, handouts. Well, sure, early. sure, you could start it. I'm just saying, as far as like <laughs> actually really actually making anything off, would of you it, feel yeah. guilty? We'd be better handling. No, I wouldn't feel guilty. If someone sees five hundred thousand dollars worth of value in what we produce here, That'd then cool. who am I 
to disparage them of the pleasure. Speaking of having so much money, I met with a friend the other day, and he t- I thought that was going to be the segue. <laughs> no, <laughs> I did too. No, I thought of something else first, because uh, um, I thought of this when he told me about it, but um, he was like, oh, do you know that they have, like, the spe- um, speakers that you would use, or, uh, sorry, microphones that you would use uh, for, like, podcasts and stuff at at five below for five dollars <laughs> and i was like those are probably super bad but i, I was actually, gonna say are there really the, yeah. i mean i feel like the sound quality on this is not garbage for it to be literally just my phone right sitting in the middle of a table and us all talking into yeah it. i i mean yeah. i just with something it picks up stuff really yes well. if you ever yeah. need the flight schedule of the Kissimmee <laughs> airport <laughs> that's true but I just wanted to mention that they do have super cheap microphones yeah. at five below. Apparently. Well, Eric is on record as saying that he wants to invest money in this uh, undertaking. And oh, so, Eric, visit our Patreon at www. I have to build one first. Don't I? We uh, we only accept donations in the form of microphones, microphones, <laughs> or Bitcoin, or big <laughs> microphones, Bitcoin, and Skype stock. Uh, sure. I was gonna say GameStop stock. Oh yeah. Ooh, man, kind of pricey right now. Anyway. Did, wasn't there like another bump with that recently? Yeah, but uh, you know, <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen in the future. It's so volatile. Right yeah, now. yeah. I mean, if you had gotten in right at the right moment, that would have been the time. But that no is, other time. That is a summary of everything. The stock market. The stock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I think I've said this maybe even on the podcast before, but in economics, that's what I tell my students: is playing the stock market is like riding a roller coaster backwards. You know, like, you know what has been happening, and so maybe that will help you to anticipate. And But, uh, yeah, you really don't know. Right. This podcast brought to you <laughs> by my neighbor's weed eater. <laughs> my neighbor's weed eater. Producing volume. So you say weed eater. Uh, what do you call it? Weed whacker. Yeah, weed I whacker? Call it, I call okay. it a weed eater. Yeah. Yeah. A weed eater. Weeds. It's it true. Does. But I've heard people say weed hacker. Hacker? Really? Mm-hmm. Weed hacker. Yeah. Connected to the internet. Yeah. Is it a white hat hacker or black hat hacker? I don't know what we're getting into. Now. Yeah, I don't know what that no, is. Good, anyway. good, good guy hackers versus bad, bad guy yeah. hackers. Yeah. Uh, white hat white hackers hat are people that are hired by like banks and stuff to oh, that? try good to hack guys. in. <laughs> well, no, they're hired by banks to try to hack into their systems so that they find, oh, okay. uh, what's, what would it be called? Um, vulnerabilities? Yeah. No, that's not the word. Yeah. That's a better word than that. Anyway. Flaws and security. Yeah. Weak zones. Firewall weaknesses. Exactly. Firewall weaknesses. <laughs> None of us are hackers, by the way. So, yes. last week, um, we kind of attempted to record a podcast and, you know, let that never be mentioned again. Uh, also, last week, Miguel had an idea for an episode oh that uh, I think the four of us males are... Uh, incredibly qualified to have this conversation, but really, I mean, I'm I'm interested in this because I think that it is a springboard into a topic that I am interested in talking about. So, Miguel, take it away. Oh boy, oh shoulders, oh. all on your shoulders. It's all on me. No, so uh, the the conversation was over uh, surrogacy and not the comic turned into Bruce Willis action movie um, and whether it was um, 
correct? Yes, yeah, surrogacy. Okay, so define surrogacy. Uh... Caring. Yeah, so, so, actually, tell the story about like you were reading an article. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, so, just so, get us there. so I was having a discussion with somebody, um, and it was, uh, did Tyra Banks ever have a kid? And we're like, oh, I don't know. I don't remember her ever being pregnant. So we Googled it, and Tyra Banks had a child through surrogacy. And I was like, man, like, I don't know how I feel about that all of a sudden. Because I would have argued that I was good with surrogacy. Like, yeah, I was like, it's a very noble thing and everything. And that surrogacy is... Uh, somebody else carrying your baby for you, uh, like, yeah, incubating your baby for you. Yeah, you medically have eggs, uh, removed from the mother and implanted into the surrogate mother. Yeah, uh, a different woman, and then you would inseminate those eggs with the father's sperm, and then a baby would begin to gestate in the womb of the surrogate mother. Yeah, um. And so I think, yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, I think that's a noble thing. I was like, man, how do I feel about Tyra Banks, who arguably, and this is all based off of assumption, um, arguably had a child through surrogacy because she is a supermodel and probably should not, for the sake of her career, go through a pregnancy um, and all the transformations associated with it. So... Uh, how do I feel about her probably having paid someone a lot of money to carry her child for her to circumvent the side effects of pregnancy? And I was like, hmm. Questionable. Neat. <laughs> Anybody uh, have any thoughts? Uh, my, my thought would be, in that particular situation, like with Tyra Banks, if she's just not wanting to have her own kid because of her job being a model, then it's like, why don't you just adopt a kid? There's plenty of kids that need love that are already alive out there. You don't need to make another one that's not even gonna, you're not even gonna be, you know, carrying. I understand, I understand the, the idea behind surrogacy and, and wanting your own genes. Your, yeah, your own genes, your own DNA passed on to a child. But it's like, there's all these kids that, ha- you know, don't have parents to love them that need, need to be taken out of the system. And uh, put, be put in a family. So that would be my solution: is instead of doing surrogacy, just just adopt. Um, I mean, that's something I'm, I've become more passionate about over the years. So maybe that's just me, but that just makes the most sense to me. Easy E. Um. Well, so er. Okay, well, no, because the only thing I'm really thinking about now is this is the topic you want to springboard into. Because I think that's the only real issue for me. Is the, is that topic going to be a conversation for today, or is that a... Yeah, that's what I was interested Because, I mean, even when we were in the living room, I had said, I think it would be an interesting lead-in to the second topic that you had mentioned. Right. Or so, your, your problem because with I, it. Yeah, what's yeah, okay. your problem being so, the, the classism there? Yeah, so I would... I would so. My feeling on the matter, just to be clear, is uh, one: I am fully out of the realm of I of I should not be speaking on it. Um, but uh, in that example, I think it's it feels. Um, I think what scholars would say would be the feeling would be icky. Um, you think scholars are going to say? Yeah, I, I think I think scholars would probably define that feeling as icky um, about that situation. Um, <laughs> 
And what is the nature of the ick? Uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm all about. Um, I think it'd be noble. I think it is. I think it's a noble thing to be like, hey, I, uh, I love you and care about you enough that I'll carry your kid. I think it's a totally separate thing to be like, yeah, you know what? Like, you got a lot of money, and fifty thousand bucks is a lot of money, and I'm willing to, uh, I'm willing to do that. And it feels almost classist, um, just because I, you know, it's obviously something that, um requires a lot of technology and a lot of work um from people who have very high degrees in um but also i think it almost falls in the realm of like hey yeah i'm willing to sell my body for a lot of money for you to put your baby in me and carry it for you and then once that time comes i hand it over and i walk away a lot of money richer um but you know we have qualms and issues with other um, industries where selling your body is strictly regulated or outlawed. Okay, so I would pick up on two things from that. Is One is the parallel to prostitution, um, and then the other one would be just the notion... I'm, I wouldn't say yes or no to this right now, but I think the way I would ask the question to most get the conversation started is, is classism real? And what I mean by that is, like, is there a distinction between what someone would be referring to when they say classism and what they would be referring to if they said having money is an easier life than not having as much money? Or having more money is an e makes your life easier than having not as much money? And I'm interested in what those distinctions would be. Are you um, limiting that to here in the United States? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So by classism, does it mean anything other than just like the advantage of having money? Well, and, and if that, that if that's the to keep others down, I suppose, or using them, like how? Uh, well, I mean, I know okay, as not in this country as much, I guess, because it was more um, or it became more racial, but slavery in a okay. way. Uh, caste systems that you find in in India yeah um, but it, you know is that happening here in this country I mean there's I don't know if, if how to like if we could speak generally because uh, I think we would all agree that on uh, there are uh, scenarios where people look down on, on other people of different classes okay. in this country but is that like oh Everybody in that class looks down on everybody in this other class. I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think there is some of that here. So, like, elitism? Yeah. Right? Well, I would okay. think it's... Uh, sorry, not to cut you off. Can we define the difference between classism and elitism? Well, what I'm saying is... I'm, I'm asked Really, right now, I'm just asking the question. Is classism anything different than just the the truism that having more money makes your life easier than when you have less money. Okay. Well, maybe it's just a negative connotation that I'm having with it. That's not what it really means. But like, kind of like what Eric was just saying with classism, it, it seems more like the, yeah, like sectioning off society to where it's, it's the poor, the middle class, the rich, and you're actually treated differently in society because of it. That's what I think of with classism, which I don't think 
truly exists in the sense that we've seen in history it's it's existed but i do think there's even if there's not the at least the the three uh you know sections of people it's it's more so at least the 99 and the one percent in the u.s uh, and and some people don't like the rich obviously um but but i think it's it's much more that than it is just like people in middle or upper middle class or however you want to define that and people of in a in a poorer state you know when it comes to finances i don't i and maybe it's just because of where i've grown up and the people i've grown up around but i don't feel like there's been nearly so much a push for treating people in certain uh states of uh financial success or ruin or whatever in a certain way um it's just always been more so like oh you know like the rich it's kind of like more okay to look down on the one percent of the rich you know and but other than for that, for the 99 percent to look yeah. down on the one percent or like to to um criminalize them to Maybe. put on them the the burden of like you're the reason for the world's ills is that what you mean? sure okay. yeah i feel like that's more of an acceptable thing in the u.s is to th is to think of the rich more like that but i don't see nearly as much of a divide with the rest of the 99 percent okay but maybe that's just me i don't know um yeah i don't i don't know if i would say um i don't think that we are in a state of class warfare necessarily um i would say that i do think that there is classism that occurs okay um, well so i'm just asking like what is that then yeah i would i would think um mostly preying on the poor in this in terms of like amscott type of stuff um yeah i think i think mlms are are kind of a mm. low-hanging fruit there of yeah. a promise of hey you can get rich if you just join us and sign up yeah um work from i home. think yeah yeah um i think everybody's working from home. um a little bit of the predatory nature of some capitalism um, which I get, I get that, you know, part of capitalism is predatory. Um, but I think, you know, looking at things like, uh, you know, there's a degree of difference in quality that you may find in certain stores. Um, and again, like Walmart versus a Target. Um, and part of it is stigma. Part of it is there is a difference <coughs> in quality. Um, and part of it is just like the who and what it's geared towards, um, where, um, you know, uh, Walmart's considered like the, the poor man or the everyman's mm. shopping center, the Target's considered the middle class shopping center, and uh, Whole Foods is the grocery store <laughs> of the elite, you know? Yeah. Um, and obviously there's uh, crossing over, you know, you, you have some health conscious individuals who are on a, on a leaner budget that will go to Whole Foods. Um, and you have others who go, you know what, I don't mind shopping at Walmart. Mm. Um, but I, I do think that uh, if you take a look at sometimes the, the quality of products, you'll see that there is a difference um, in ingredient or um, build quality of furniture. Mm. Um, health quality of food. Health quality yeah. of food, yeah. Um, you know, I, I looking at... Uh, property ownership um 
I think it went viral just a few months ago about like the, the African-American family who uh, had their house appraised and they felt like it appraised pretty low. So they took down like all the family pictures and like had, uh, you know, a, a white person hmm. uh, ask for the appraisal and it automatically appraised for like 40000 more. Um, you know, um, so I definitely call that like racism. That that you know? I, I think that's racism, but I think I think to a degree that's also, um, and and I, these things are so interwoven. You know, like gentrification obviously has roots in racism, mm -hmm. but then um, I think I think that extends into like a classism of you know, well, this is an African American neighborhood, which is a poor neighborhood, um, <clears throat> and and I think the line is kind of hard to draw sometimes where the racism ends and the classism begins with me i almost feel like the the house thing is uh maybe not a counter example but it at least falls short because it's like it's the same quality house it's the same neighborhood it's the same uh you know building codes and everything and the only factor that you're switching out is the race of the family involved so i'm like okay that is a that is definitely a um case of like well, you know, presuming that we have all the facts, um, that's definitely a case of racism. I just, I don't... Yeah, I, I, I was, okay, I don't it was a bad example. I don't understand the... Because to me, it, like, if you were to tell someone, it, the, the more money you have, the easier your life will be. Um, and the world is set up in such a way where those who have more power use that power to maintain and even increase in their power i mean it's i feel like that's kind of just saying that water's wet you know type of thing where it's like okay that's kind of a truism that's built into the universe and we have a we have a fallen system obviously but i to label it classism i feel like mobilizes people in the same way that to call like that what happened with that family to call that racism it's like okay we need to to mobilize around this incident and like get this appraiser checked out and whatever their agency is you know get them um you know responded to in a way that like it, so if i were to ask is homeownership classist like if i was to say okay here's a person and they have x amount of money and they make X amount of money a week so they can get the financing and they, you know, they have the credit score. It's like, okay, yeah, I guess it's classist because if you don't have the job and you don't have the money, you won't be able to sign on the house. But I don't feel like that's a problem. That that person who doesn't make as much money would not be able to sign on the house. So I get kind of what Eric is saying about... Um, you know, the looking down on people and treating them as, as subhuman, especially, you know, if you were to look at, I mean, gosh, yeah, the Indian uh, caste system of, like, you literally had a caste of people called the untouchables, and they were considered the bottom rung, and it's very um, just obvious. Or even if you have, like, a, a royal um, society, uh, if you have a country that has royalty, and it's like, okay, the people... The, the kids of those people, as much ruin as they might 
want to bring upon them say it doesn't matter you're still going to be the king you're still going to rule the country um so in those places i'd say you know that definitely seems if you're going to call something classist then i guess that would be classist but um in america i feel like we just care about how much money you have which is not good in 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 the example of home ownership which i i think i think yeah i think the example i gave was a bad one but i think um you know just on the subject of home ownership uh i would say if you know when purchasing a home you know your minimum income needs to be so much like it's very easy to say like oh yeah like it makes sense that you need to be able to afford the house but it's not just that you know because you know there's many examples um especially in the area that we live where renting is more expensive than owning the home oh yeah but you can't own the home because they require the the base income to be so much more it's like okay i can afford the rent that's twice the mortgage but you won't qualify me because my income is not at a certain level or yeah. a certain bar and a, and it's it's the risk management portion of it and i get that there's a documentary i think it's called nickel and diming and it's about it. it's about the the sub uh text or whatever of the title is the hidden costs of being poor in america and i think it's on netflix um but yeah it's it's interesting and it does talk especially about rent and how you know how hard it is when you're paying rent or gosh like the people who wind up in the motels yeah you know out here on 192 and it's like they they miss two rental payments in a row and so they get evicted and now they're in the motels and the motels are more expensive but it doesn't require you being able to save up any capital for a <clears throat> first and last month's rent or like even if you're in a renting environment how hard is it to save up for a down payment on a house and all those sorts of things and I was, I remember, I, would, I think I said this to Sam earlier, where it's like, I don't know when this was, but I was watching a video on those sorts of things. And one of the YouTube comments, which I don't typically read, it said, the most important decision you'll ever make in your life is who your parents are. And it's, <laughs> you know, obviously said kind of tongue in cheek, but it's like, yeah, when it comes to uh, your your wealth, the house that you're born into definitely has a lot to do with that. And uh, I think that that is, in a lot of cases, unfortunate, but I don't know what the alternative, like the better alternative is. I think strongly funded, you know, social, like public schools and, and things like that are an answer to that. But it also seems like the more money we give the government, the less <laughs> responsible they were with it. Now, you know, Eric and I were talking earlier and it's like, if they can give everyone a $1,400 stimulus check... Doesn't that make you feel like maybe they're taking too much or mm -hmm. whatever it is? I'm just but. happy we're getting it back. Yeah. It just took a pandemic. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I have almost several of those statements, but okay. Well, go ahead. Like, well, no, I just, I, we're not getting it back. Like, like, the fact of the matter is, like, it's increasing the national debt. And the issue is not, like... Oh, if we can get a fourteen hundred dollar check, like, then didn't they take like? Well, I don't. I don't. I would disagree. That they can I also it. just say I knew this was gonna get political, and I, that was like I'm totally fine with that. I'm not. Don't worry. Don't feel like you have to bridle yourself or whatever. Well, like I'm okay with this. I just. I. I think that you know. Do I like paying taxes? No, because I'm a greedy sob and I want every penny that I can have. But 
like is there value in taxes yeah do i think my taxes are misallocated 100 percent. you know like yeah i think our military budget is through the roof yeah um so much um so like i would i would wiggle that all around and slash certain spendings um but and i and i again i i don't even think that stimuluses need to be sent to like to everyone or mm. to x number of people yeah you know like, well isn't it not being sent to everyone uh people who earn i think more than like 150 or something like th there is a threshold like if you yeah. make more than this much right but like i wonder what percentage of america that is that makes more household income more than 150k a year look it up because the median i believe is in the nation is like 70 yeah so that's you know half are above that and half are below that and uh that's household you yeah. know um yeah hmm. anyway keep going no i just uh that's the extent of what i had there's uh, again like i i i back to classism like i, I do think that there's like i agree with you uh is it just a truism of life that having more money grants you more opportunity? Mm. Um, yeah, I, I do. Um, I think it's just a matter. I think it boils down to um, when it comes to that opportunity, is it um, is the opportunity luxury or is it um, more base than that more the opportunity necessity. to what I, oh, I, just, I think I'm just sorry a, I'm not disagreeing no whatever. I just, just um <clears throat> you know does having a lot of money grant you the luxury to take vacation abroad in a foreign land versus being uh poor grant you the like do you have that same luxury and I would say no no but I would also say like you know and I think this kind of touches back on uh several podcasts ago when when we were talking about like you know what about someone who's poor living in flint michigan mm. you know like i believe that they have a basic fundamental human right to clean drinking water um especially in our nation mm. you know i think i think it's inexcusable in our nation uh for anyone living in a developed area mm -hmm. to have unclean drinking water didn't who was it that said like it would only cost like a hundred million dollars to or actually i think it was less than that to just totally overhaul the water system in flint and like everyone in flint would had have clean drinking water and this has been a problem for what like a decade and yeah. just no one has no well, which why? i don't think you would necessarily you know impose that and say like okay uh you know bill gates take it away like this is this is on you like the government has a responsibility to do to do that but it's like man this is something that affects so many people and it just has not it seems very fixable and we haven't which is like robs me of confidence in the the bureaucracy well isn't that most it feels like that's what most things are most problems that come up yeah can be honestly have a greed fairly yeah it, it's mm. greed in a lot of cases but i think i think most issues that come up have fairly fixable solutions mm. <laughs> easily fixable you know or at least possible yeah you know when it comes to things like that but 
Yeah, or, or even, so this is something I was thinking of maybe even saving for a different podcast, but I think that thematically it would be the same conversation, so I should probably bring it up here, is like uh, last week um, when we were attempting to record something, um, you're bringing up imperialism, and it's like, okay, is imperialism as such, like with only the things that would be included in a textbook definition of imperialism, is it bad? And even if it is bad, it's like, it kind of just, I feel like it's the way things are. Like, the, the people, the institutions, the countries, the uh, empires that have the power use the power to secure for themselves more of the power. And I'm not, like, taking a pessimistic, like, Marxist or, or postmodern, like, power is the only thing uh, view of history, but it's almost like that's just kind of what people do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would The world, you know, outside of Christ, outside of the church, outside of... I wouldn't argue that, um... I wouldn't try to... I, I wouldn't try to villainize, um, imperialism. <clears throat> I would villainize... As such. As right? such, Because yeah. historically it's looked... <clears throat> yeah, it's... it's I, I would, I would villainize the abuse <laughs> of Power. imperialism. Yeah. Uh, of, you know, well, manifest destiny, like... We're meant to take it, so mm. anybody who's already there yeah. clearly shouldn't be. And uh, because I am right, you are wrong and can die. You know, um, the abuse of that I think is is where I would is where I kind of draw um, my biggest grief. Um, I just feel like I mean <clears throat> it's definitely grievous and worth you know pointing out the flaws. And I just also feel like that's what fallen man does is he sees. He, he sees, he wants, he takes. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't have any qualm with that, but I think we can be better. Uh, I think, I think. As believers, just. Both. I think as believers, we are to be better and we have, and we are able to be better and we are empowered to be better. Mm. I think as, um, I think non-believers, um, can What's your we... motivation to be better if you're. Yeah, like like hedonism down like it's just it's hedonism like me versus them. I get that, but I also think that we are beyond the state of savageness where it's, uh, I I for me to live you need to die, mm -hmm. um, especially Zero again in, in in our nation. Yeah. Um, I it, at where we are at, um, I don't think it needs to be cutthroat. Mm. Um, and I think that's a very romantic view, of, <laughs> of yeah of our of the can't state we all just in. get along type of thing, but, but but again like I, I i take a lot of qualm with we're the greatest nation in the world we're the richest nation yada yada and you know you look around and there's people panhandling mm. and some are by choice because they've made bad decisions but enough are not yeah. You know, or you look or or the Flint, Michigan thing, you know, like yeah. how many people cannot just get access to clean drinking water? Like yeah. like that is the bar. And like I read somewhere today that was like it was talking about um wages and it was we are asking for livable wage. That's the bar. We're not asking for luxurious wage. We're not asking well, what for what constitutes livable. Right. You, I, you I, wind up instituting that conversation. I, I get it. And I think that's where the conversation should be. Um, but it's, that's not the conversation. Yeah. You know, the conversation isn't, well, let's define what livable is and then draw that line and afford you that minimum. It is, well, 
if we tried for a livable wage or if we tried for a $15 an hour wage, this is the ramifications that would happen. It would hurt the, the bottom lines of, you know, these Fortune 500 companies. Or, you know, the scare tactic of, well, then your luxuries are going to cost so much more. Um, or, or necessities, even. Yeah. Um, I Whenever people talk about, like, the greatest nation in the world thing, I just think, like, okay, well, what are we measuring? <laughs> like, okay, greatest in terms of size? No, because, like, Russia has us be greatest in terms of uh would we be the richest like total total value not even gdp but just the total value of every asset that is considered an american asset versus those of any other country i feel like that's probably us i that's got to be i wouldn't be shocked if it was china though i I know they have like four times as many people as we do but i still think we got them with that what was it richest nation yeah and richest is like, okay, well, is it GDP, gross domestic product per year? Is it average individual income per year? Is it, you know, but I would say total assets, which we're also the third largest country in the world. And when you consider the fact that, like, India is second and China is first, and they're not known for their ease of life, uh, I'd say we're probably first. But also, I don't think that even if we are the richest country in the world, that doesn't make us the greatest it's like, what what is a quality that you would use, or what are the set of qualities? What is the set of qualities that you would measure, and how would you rank order them in order to determine what's the greatest country in the world? Like, really, what I'm asking is, what's your favorite flag? No. <laughs> no never mind. That's what this whole conversation has led to. This was a 40-minute lead-up <laughs> into my favorite question. I, I do have... A favorite flag? Well, no. I was going to say I have an answer to the question before the flag thing. What you measure? Yeah. Oh, I would say yeah. one of the biggest things is obviously education. Yeah. And and I know that a lot of a lot of people complain about the education. And, no. Who is? Uh, Qatar. Qatar? Qatar, that's definitely, that's got to be like average income per person. Uh, it For GDP, it was 25th out of 196. But for GNI... Uh, it was number one. I still, there's no way that the things that Qatari hmm? people own, yeah. really that was right? Yeah. That was the right sure, yeah. denonym? That sounds like yeah. an alien Qatari. <laughs> oh yeah, that's from uh, the Avengers movie. Is it's it? Chitari. Chitari, yeah, see, it, it sounded similar. Anyway, there's no reported. way that those aliens... I'm not saying tree. they are aliens, I'm saying the there's name. At least they would be, if they came Qatar, to the United States, uh, they would be... I'm not saying anything negative it about that. It is cutter, isn't it? No, it's not. It actually can be both. I was like, I've heard, it I've heard it yeah, both like, ways, but orange. It, <laughs> uh, oh, yes, gosh. by the people of Qatar. Anyway, uh, I I have a really hard time believing that the assets owned by Qatari people are worth more in their combined value than all of the assets owned by Americans. That was a Google search of what is the world's richest nation. <laughs> uh, so I'm not I'm not sitting here as a researched individual on it. I mean, it's a good. It's a good... Yeah, uh, it's a good launching point. I checked three yeah. websites. They all said Qatar was number one. And you I say like, education. Right. I'm like, what do they own? But I don't think education Oil. makes the country great. <laughs> but they're... Not, not, teensy not teensy. on its own. Wait, okay. So education... Yeah. Well, no, not... You're uh, saying would be on the list, but it's not uh, paramount? Education can be the catalyst to what makes a country great. But Which it, would be... Well, it would be uh, military... Capabilities power and yeah, military power and about I would say not just manpower but also the technology and what yeah. you can do. 
Well, we Absolutely. are definitely the most. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't say that that's what makes a country great. Absolutely. Neither would I. I mean, if, if you're going to say, like, oh, in the way that Alexander was the great, or Catherine yeah. the great, or, okay, sure. So you, you're thinking military power. But this yes, is that's really, not, because, this is a very subjective question. No, it is. No, but this is why I'll tell you why it's the, it's the greatest thing, because anything else can be neutralized, and who's going to record history? That's not what matters. The education. It will. It, because whatever is well, going to yeah, be... Yeah, the, the education, yeah, the education ends, right. up being, ends up hey, being... If I got a military and I don't have the smartest people, I'll just invade where the smartest people are. No, but and I, I'll have them write the history that say Operation that we're Paperclip. the smartest people. That, that, is, that is true. But... I'm just like, this is good. I like this. But, I'm just, but if like that's your measure of what's what makes a country great, that's horrible. Because what what I'm what I meant by education <laughs> yeah, being one of the but highest, it's true. What? Yeah, no, I'm not saying that you aren't correct in the fact that that's how history is made in a lot of cases. But I'm talking about satisfaction of people and how a country can be like like you know like um, I know I've mentioned this before, but like like uh, they they've done searches for like the happiest people in the world and that sort of thing, mm. or the healthiest people in the longest world. lifespan, yeah, blue zones. Yeah, and so it's like, that's more of what I'm thinking of. And it's like, yes, militaristically, if you have if, if you have the strongest military and then you end up taking over, then you get to write the history books, then obviously what what I was saying with education would then be skewed. But yeah. but I'm, I'm talking about ideally... You're talking about the, the, what's it called? The something of living. What's it called? Quality of life. Quality? Quality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I'm saying. right, and I think uh, a lot of times the highest ranked countries are like Nordic ones. Yeah, and they rape and pillage a lot of people. And that's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure but, that had yeah, something you to want to talk that. about imperialism, Viking yeah. expansion. So it's like, uh, yeah, like. Not, not, but at the same time, I'm not talking about how any any country that's as good or as bad as it is now, why it got there. I'm talking about what what would make it good now. I, I also just want to point oh. out, Miguel, in one word, made a really good point of, like, that was then. The people who filled out those surveys of how happy they were, I would say, did very little raping and pillaging. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, no, exactly. You're, no, but they're benefiting from that, is what I'm saying. Ooh. So, that, Ooh. like, just like, I mean... Yeah. Generational sin. Uh -huh. A lot of the times, uh, how this country got to be in a position that it did, I think, has its roots in Built on the backs of... So, no, so but... Manifest but destiny, slavery. You're not going to have slaves if you can't keep them in control. Uh, if so, we didn't win World War II, we wouldn't have, gosh, so much of the world depending on us and our industry booming. Like but that. but if we're thinking about it from a Christian perspective, we can't think about it. Then as, I would say none of these countries are great. And what makes a, a country like, great New is Jerusalem. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say godliness. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, ultimately that is... Yeah. And, yeah. But, but it's not education <laughs> either. Okay, okay. So so this is totally subjective. Yeah. Now there is. Well, go ahead. No, go, go, go. No, I want you to. Okay. Well, I was gonna say like I, I just want to jump in like okay I want to tackle this from the the base question of classism and I would say if we're measuring it on education I 100% believe that access to education is based off of uh, your your class you know um, okay. and and quality of education like granted like everyone has access to education but the quality of your education varies drastically depending on what where you fall in the, you know... Socioeconomic... Exactly. Thingy-mabob. Um, if you're in a higher class, the teachers and everybody involved probably... Are know, getting paid more, so paid those more, jobs more are more competitive. So you're a lower class. More skilled people. Yeah, you which get, again, I feel like all this is just a fancy way of saying 
more money make life easier less money make life harder yeah well i was actually just saying that to make a joke <laughs> oh no i broke off your punchline yeah. Do you, would gonna, you like to would you like to now do it and like we'll all be looking for that punchline and it won't be as funny yeah it won't be as funny but i was gonna say if you're lower class then at school you get the substitutes that mispronounces names like, that mispronounce names you mean yeah mispronounce would you like uh <laughs> subject verb agreement yeah. classes like a ron and, and was, anyway anyways, I, yeah okay. um yes that there's a class to that I guess there's, there a could be glacial element. A glacial, <laughs> classical. A glacier. Um, glacier. I would, well, I mean, I mean, but but just to you know, there, and then a, a class could be military. If you have like a military dominating, or a de- military dominated society, if you're in the military. Ooh, is the military a class in America? That's an interesting. I would question. say so. I yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't get thanks for anything. Just for wearing a hat that says a country's name and a year to a year. That that's another conversation right there. Boy. <laughs> I, I would actually like to save that one for later because no, I think yeah, that's I'm a not, really I'm not like trying to bring. I'm just saying I think it is yeah. a class. Uh, but yeah, there are classes in this country, which is one thing. Whether there's classism, um, I think there. Whether the 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 there's classism in any other way other than just saying that yeah. more money, good uh, education. I, I think education, like, and, that's and, an easy one. And like, you could say uh, racism, but like I think that a lot of times class and race can be tied together. So I, yeah. don't, I don't want to distinguish those two necessarily. But but with, with education, like it's not even just like my income. It's like if I were poor, you know, and I had to send my kid to, you know, a, a poor underfunded school. But like that that's the other part of it. Like my income also influences the funding of the school yeah know? and so like and that's why i said the thing or go ahead well that's that's why i would say like it's not just a matter of like you know more money uh gives more you problems. more access to <laughs> avoiding problems well, it definitely does because well, if, yeah, if you have if you have more money you buy the houses that aren't in those or you or you send your kids to private school right but regardless you still have an issue of there is an underfunded school and who suffers the effects of that issue the teachers okay sure well, i was going to say the children say of, of the poor which is why i kind of tongue-in-cheekly said the thing about like the most important decision you make in your life is who your parents are well and the the, the problem is like i, I think I, your home environment also won't help whatever wait, how much your, your, the environment you have back in your home is not really gonna is probably has more effect than just how well funded your school is but 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 my entire argument right there is that true like that truism of like with more money you can avoid problems like like very much so mm-hmm. but that does not then divorce from the fact that there is an underfunded school that somebody is going to end up attending yeah. and that's where i think that classism so like and so i i agree with you 100 percent that like the kids from the poorer families go to those schools yeah yeah and 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 i think that there's a I think that's where the line kind of almost crumbles from the truism that you're talking about. Of like, oh, but if you're, if you know, if you have money, you're able to avoid it. If you don't have money, it is what it is. Mm. But then saying, okay, but the fact that we can even say the education in those schools is poor, that's where I think classism kind of sits. Because and, it's, it'd be a different story if it was like, hey, there's good education, 
across the board no matter who or what you are and if you're rich you can afford a private tutor that comes to your home and teaches your kid and and does this stuff like that's where i'd be like okay yeah sure like if you have that. money you get that's away the from the problem matter. but it, it is definitely like that is true i don't know if that's enforceable to say like we're going to standardize quality of education you can't totally because it's like okay well you know who pays their teachers a lot is like new jersey and so where do teachers with master's degrees go is new jersey and so guess what now in new jersey unless you have a master's degree you can't get an elementary school teaching job right i think that's true yeah but i sure. said it so here's, now it's on the internet so. but here's my thing <laughs> it's like it um what we're talking about is is uh, our resources right i mean you could say right now money but whatever it is it's like money yeah for for this in this instance but i'm saying like you know if i have the most guns out of everybody okay, else in yeah. the neighborhood you know you know how you can get those <laughs> i know money money uh but it's like the crusty crab <laughs> why'd you build a second crusty crab money <laughs> um I would say, like, I agree. There's no way that you can actually standardize those that you... If you want... There's ways to improve it. I just don't... Like, to me, screw public education. Woo! Because what actually, you... Actually, no. Let me... Whoop! I take that back. Uh, because but what I, I'm saying is... You like, gotta undo the clap. Because uh, <laughs> I, 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 know, I know a lot of teachers, and they're not necessarily in the best-funded schools. Um... But like what really hurts isn't how much effort they're giving or what kind of education these kids are getting. Again, if you're coming from a house that's single parent or <clears throat> just there's mm. domestic violence, whatever, like, and that has nothing to do with class. So like, to I me, wouldn't say it has nothing to do because yeah. I would say if Could you're there be external if you're factors, poor, you're yeah. more likely to more likely, allow frustration sure. to lead to alcoholism, sure. to lead to spousal abuse. But it's, um, but I don't think that that's it's not it's it's, it's not, not a, a totally yeah, yeah exactly like there are definitely millionaires that beat their wives so like that's why I would or say... husbands mm-hmm. there are millionaire women that beat their husbands I'm not a sexist the only way you could probably change that is if you just disband Communism. all public education make it a um you could have a system of like tutors right so personal tutors and for the rich. That's just a free market competition, you know, so that they get good quality. But you can also have the government kind of compete with that free market and say, we'll pay you this much, which is a competitive salary, uh, to do the for, to do for poor families that couldn't afford you anyways and maybe throw in an incentive. I think, uh, so one with the thinking that public education should be, I don't, you're not saying abolished, obviously, but like pretty much close to that. Um, not a system to, of it. Yeah. Uh, I took back my woo because I like living in a society where if I approach an adult, there's an assumption that they can read, um, and that that's a very safe assumption to make in America where it's not in, a, in, you know, several other countries. Uh, but I would also say, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very in favor of homeschooling for people who can do that. Uh, but I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, Hmm, it sure seems like the more money we give the government, the less accountable they seem to feel for oh, managing yeah. it shrewdly. Yeah. But you also had a thing to say. Uh, no, I, 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 I'm not saying we need to fix... I mean, I, I do think we need to fix the problem. I'm not sitting here trying to spin my wheels on how to fix the problem. I'm stating that there is a problem, there is a problem and that problem... Um, 
might not be rooted in class. Um, I off a knee jerk would say it is, um, but that that that's an example of of classism, you know. Just I can afford to move and put my kids into a better school, and by better school I mean good education or decent education versus there are children who go to public school because it is mandated that they go to school or they are truant and the parent goes to jail but the school that they go to is underfunded and mm. poor you yeah. know what's probably closer to being a huge step up in the nature of this problem than anything ever has in history is online learning and just the availability of like Khan Academy anywhere. And, yeah. and things like that being for free um, like you can with no classroom hours and no uh, individualized attention a kid who who has good internet access which is also to, a problem I was about uh, to get you on you, that you know one. hey libraries yeah. you know public libraries or, or you know you can have your kids sit in the van all day in front of a McDonald's or a Taco Bell because that was a news article People at the beginning of the that. pandemic yeah. Yeah. That, was, that was a huge issue yeah but uh, a and this is another thing a well motivated kid can take themselves through the use of all these tools that you know people have been making available for by then decades um from barely literate to i mean understanding vector calculus you know um and i've i've had students i'm thinking of one student in particular that like they got in trouble because the work genuinely did not challenge them and they goofed off and i told the kid about uh, khan academy and like a few months later he was a year and a half ahead of where he was supposed to be mathematically um, in in terms of the content that he was dealing with. And that is probably a, a huge... That is probably a, a larger step in a healthy direction than our country has had regarding specifically the problem of education in decades, if not ever. How did he access Khan Academy? Internet. On what device? I don't know. His home computer, like okay. if you if you're bringing up the the problem of like some people don't have internet access, that's and that's well, why I said it, I was uh, gonna say internet you know, access libraries. or even my one of my issues with abolishing formal education or kind of even like well hey we can have Khan Academy, which I know this is what you were saying, but I feel like uh, it would be a short jump would be hey we have Khan Academies that you know kids can go at their own pace and learn this stuff. I'd say like yeah, but so many of those kids access those programs from a school issued laptop. Um, oh, this kid was loaded. Okay, so well, yeah. that, that's a but, different. But story I'm not then. saying that that's not a problem for kids whose families are not loaded. Yeah, but but again, like I, you know, and again, I, I know like so much of this can be boiled down to that truism of, you know, well, yeah, if you have money, you got you get the device, and you get to educate yourself, and you get to go further in life. Um, and I'm not arguing necessarily that aspect of it. I'm I'm arguing that, uh, just. To be able to get a good education, look at the hurdles that are there. And, mm. and, and education is just one of them. To be able to get a good diet, you mm. know, yeah. look, at, look, at, the, look yeah. at the hurdles that are there. Okay, you how know? expensive organic food is. Or, or, or how, how difficult it is to go to uh, the WIC office and apply mm. for WIC and receive WIC and the limitations that are placed upon you and some of the backwardsness that you can have on WIC as well. You know, that kind of stuff is what I'm talking about in classism. Yeah, I think the, you know, using WIC as an example, the funding of, of some of that stuff 
is the the access to foods even on programs like WIC I are not comparable to what you could get outside of that uh you know I know people who have gotten $19 a month of fresh produce on WIC for their family what does that value at all the Eric uh not a lot I have to do <laughs> no um <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know what it was uh, it. back then, but I mean, at Aldi first, we don't accept uh, Wick. I'll tell you that much. But we don't. I don't know why. But uh, EBT. I got no, but you accept. Okay. We, we accept EBT, and uh, the only thing that EBT foods, like that, that you don't that doesn't qualify are non-food items. So like paper towels, toilet paper, even alcohol, lawn chairs, cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, we don't sell cigarettes. No. Guns? Not a gun. I'm just <laughs> But uh, I was saying that I can make $19 work a month for produce. But I don't know for what you... To... Yeah, but I don't know what your diet is unless you eat like a rabbit. Honestly. Well... I can get carrots. I can get broccoli. Apples. For And I think it lasts a month. And uh, like I was saying, for your infants, you would qualify... Uh, like I said, it's it's everything but food items. So like, you there's but like, food items. Uh, EBT food covers everything but food items. Okay, everything uh, but food. Every EBT. Oh, <laughs> but food. Well, I don't. Okay, never mind. He said EBT like it was supposed to. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, no, I don't know what it actually stands for. Um, but diapers. Everything but things. Yeah, like diapers, you or mm-hmm. wipes or whatever. But like, uh, there's items there for younger children that I feel like you can get the nutritional value that you could from fresh produce. Like you can make that work. Not to say now, I'm not trying to say like, hey, that's a ideal situation. It was just a thought that I said like, hey, I can make that work. Yeah. At Aldi, I can make that work, buddy. I mean, yeah, you're you're talking to someone who I'm like, I would eat a leather belt and make that work, you know? But like, plus yeah. babies don't even need groceries. Um, they just got, I just, know. I don't know. I just don't, I don't know how much. Yeah, but, that, but, was, that, but was mom, that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> how much vegetables you have in there. I probably don't eat, have that much of a green diet as compared to you guys. Maybe. I was like, and I'm not like, but like, look at Travis's home. Like I, every dish this is, is not, green. This is not. Yeah. We are atypical. <laughs> and also go in the backyard and it's like, you find where half that stuff comes from. It's yeah. true. It's just grown. You could just, you know. You're saving money with the, the yeah yeah good good so, so when you're to... renting when you're renting an apartment and you just have to find a plot of land that you could either own or borrow or rent or that indoors. isn't <laughs> <laughs> you can grow it never mind okay, um, but no like I, I mean like and that was kind of a jerk response like but it was it was it was a snick, snippy snarky response but like again like snippy snarky uh, like. Community gardens, yeah, sure, but like, yeah. my 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 question though to all this is like, we live in a capitalist society, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And isn't that part of of that? Isn't that part of the bigger picture? Isn't this, what part of living in a capitalist society? The more resources you have, the more you're going to be able to do. And yes, you'll yeah. have an advantage. That's like yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of what I was saying. It's just the truism, yeah. Yeah. There's, I'm, not, I'm not arguing oh, the truism of it. I'm arguing. So what is the problem then? The the, the access to. The, I'm not arguing luxury. 
Okay. I'm arguing. I'm arg- arguing. I'm arguing French, the yeah. necessities, <laughs> which know? would be what. Uh, I would argue that education is not a luxury. Um, now, is it a necessity yeah. to live? Uh, I would. No, ar- I would argue but, it is a luxury. Uh, it, I mean, if I, you're I about think the there's something between necessity and luxury yeah. that education, internet access, all those sorts of things like would would definitely fall into. And then the question becomes, is the government, well, even, I think there's an argument to be had about, is it the government's job to supply the people of a country with the things that they need, or is the government's job to secure the freedoms for the people so that they can engage in the game? I think it's a question of greatness. Ooh. If you are going to claim to be the greatest country in the world, I think you cannot sit there and go, uh, we've ensured your freedom, good luck, and, like, be hands-off on it. Like, it, it, And I'm not taking a side on that statement. I'm just saying that, like, that's what it comes down to. Uh, yeah. I, 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 you know, like, I'm not, I'm not sitting there saying the United States is obligated by constitutional decree to provide me with internet or to provide me with a livable wage. But what I am arguing is, if we are the greatest nation, and we are pushing for that title, and we... Uh, have the ability and the access in funds and education and moral integrity, which I think a lot of Americans would agree with and I would argue against. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for the sake of the idea of Americanism, um, sure, I think then that's what the problem boils down to is should our nation just go, we've provided you with the freedom to have opportunity good luck, fight amongst yourselves and whoever can claw their way to the top, yeah, congratulations. Mm. Or are we great because we can say, hey, the poorest of us yeah. can read. The poorest of us has a home. The poorest of us has... Uh, clean drink, clean water. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And that is the bottom. Th- and it's only up from there, and that is why we're great. And I think that's what we should I think I that it also uh, speaks to how, just how great of a life we have. And I, I would say it speaks to not not just the greatness of America, but of a lot of countries where people can even have this conversation. Because for most of human history, it's like, okay, the government, we're taking your money. And sure, like, there are going to be kings that waste it and have, you know, giant banquets. But it, it's also like, the Prussians are at the gates. Or, yeah. uh, you know, like the... Um, those Italian mercenaries are like at at our they're they're in our villages and everything. We need to fund the military to be able to um, not be killed because it, and this goes back even to the imperialism thing because it's it's like every country had this idea and part of it is you know you could say border security but it's like if you're if you're Rome then the way to secure the border is to just conquer more and more land. But then it's like, okay, well, now that I've conquered more land, my border's actually gotten longer. So now I have to go get the Gauls, and now I have to get the Germanic tribes, and now I have to get the Celts. And, you know, it's, you, have, you keep having to um, expand, expand, expand. And like I said, I just I think that that's what people do. They do it because it, it grants them more wealth, because now you have access to the resources of Gaul or Iberia or whatever. Um, and then also it's like, okay, well, then that means we have that many fewer enemies to worry about you know um so i think the real classism in this country 
really has to do with the the government, the ruling elite. I think they really are the cause of a lot. The classism. So you're saying people with power. So so right. would you say <laughs> the ruling elite as in politicians or as in like billionaire CEOs or it did, I mean any of, any anybody with money in Illuminati, this country reptilians anybody with with money in this country can do that um, but yeah. I don't necessarily yeah. want to say every so everyone does it yeah uh, but so I'll say that like that's where it really comes down to the classism you know of course there's exceptions but this is a general thing but um, I don't think that a greatest country again I just like I don't want to depend on the government for that I have this and I have that and that you know the education or anything like that. I just don't think that you do makes... depend on the government though. Yeah, but I think that's a problem. So like, I would rather get away from that. So, so I... start your own island nation. Anarchy. So go... I was gonna say you'd go for anarchy. No, because I'm not going to be without order. It just would be a different. A different... You'd take the the frame, stance frame of like the me. the government is supposed to secure um, peace from without and within and also secure liberties for people and then just let them provide things for themselves is that what you're saying like a cuz that is like a um what do they call it uh anarchal it's not anarchal libertarianism but it's something like that i but i wouldn't even uh, frame it like the government should i feel like whoever's got the power can and will at the end of the day do what they want to do yeah so, you, so you're a might is right kind of guy might i don't say might makes right because I, I believe that there's a truth a to God. morality. A God, yeah. Uh, but I think Mike makes things happen. You know, there's there's a really interesting... So you guys know the Peloponnesian War? Yeah. And it's yeah. like uh, Athens and their allies versus Sparta and their allies. And, you know, it's kind of determining who's going to be the, uh, the ones who dictate what Greek culture winds up looking like. It actually winds up being a really inconsequential war. But... They've 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 got their side split, and then there's an island in the middle of the whole Greek, you know, confederations and everything. I think it was Miletus. Mm. Uh, I might be wrong, but uh, and I also don't. I think it's the Athenians. They show up on the shore, and they're like, "Hey, declare: Are you for us, or are you for the Spartans?" And the people of Miletus are like, "We really don't want to be in this war at all. Like, we don't want to pick a side. Just like you guys hash it out. We are self-sufficient. We're and the Athenians just burn down their whole civilization, their whole society. And then the statement that came out of that is, um, "The strong do what they can, and the weak suffer what they must." And that has become a a lens through which certain historians view history. And you know what the name of that lens is? Realism. <laughs> and I think yeah. that's really, yeah. I, I think that's kind of what Eric is going at, is that definitely does not make it right. It definitely does not make it righteous or holy or godly by, by God's standards. And if, if you're going to have a conversation about, um, you know, who, who's the most godly nation, we can have that. But it doesn't seem like many people that I talk to about this are interested in that in that conversation. But it's like, look, whether you like it or not, that's just kind of what happens. And it's what will continue to happen, I feel like, forever. Yeah. Well, definitely. <sighs> definitely. I mean, you know, until Jesus comes back. Yeah. And I then mean, it's like he's doing the same thing. He's got the he power. He's got the sword. Exactly. And he's like, Neil. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that's, in the end, I mean, you could say, like, this is great living for me and everybody in the society, but who, who cares 
because as soon as somebody can take it, if it's somebody's or someone, you're saying a good it, life, yeah, for you in in America right now, okay, yeah. But if you made that somehow universal, which I don't know how you do that, so but um, then if someone wants to take it and they can, they will, they will, and like, you know, so what what, what was the whole, what what what? So you don't believe that the government, sorry, what? Go back to that statement. You believe that the government, or you don't believe that the government should provide. I don't think that not, the government. It's, it's not really a should thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't think the government's under any obligation of anything. I mean, so you, you have don't a believe social the government's contract. beholden to the people, huh? So you don't believe that the government's beholden to the people? No, that 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 has not been the case in this country for a long time. <laughs> but we say that, like, for the people. I, mean, I think you could say ever. Yeah, you could say we've uh, never we've never been a country that was truly governed yeah, that's, that's just by a, the will of. This is a dream. Yeah, because we're not a true republic. Yeah, we've never attained it. Yeah, is the thing. But it it is the ideal or that sorry, at least we say we strive for. But then you look at what we're actually striving for. And it's like, man, it looks it seems like see, a lot of see. So here's like the, a lot of money getting handed around up there. Yeah, and <laughs> should I do this? I don't know. Well, before you do, let me just say, I, th- I think part of it is, like, if you are wealthy, you not only do you use your wealth, whatever, blah, 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 but you also use that wealth to secure a better lifestyle for your own children in a way that you don't use your money, like your non-tax income, uh, to secure a better future for your next-door neighbor's children, somebody that lives in another county's children, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. And I don't, I don't think that that's classist. But it has the effect of classism if what you're saying classism is, is like rich people's families tend to produce more rich people. Like uh, Malcolm Gladwell, he had a study of like IQ. And, you know, they say IQ is the best predictor of, you know, how well a certain individual is going to be able to pick up a certain subject at school and a certain job scale and whatever. And they followed people with these genius IQs. And it's like it didn't matter. What mattered is how wealthy were their parents. Right. And if their parents were wealthy, they wound up being wealthy. But if I was wealthy, I would try to make sure that my kids had the best education possible and I wouldn't feel, you know, maybe I'd also donate to a orphanage so that they could have better education for the kids there. But I wouldn't feel bad about the fact that I am prioritizing the well-being of my children in a way that I'm not prioritizing the well-being of my neighbor's children because God gave those children specifically to me. Right. And then you were going to say something. Well, well, I was. Do you want to put it in your pocket for a little bit? Oh, it's. I can. I think I could say it in a way that could be less of a thing. As. Uh, oh man, freaking heck! We'll have that conversation. Yeah. So see, I think the real problem are women, and um, <laughs> I think that they're the real elites. <laughs> anyway. Uh, sorry. Anyways. Okay, that was a joke for the record. Yes, it was yeah. a joke. Okay. I'm sorry. I, it makes the, sense to us, and it wasn't in any room, way yeah. yeah. What just happened is someone opened the shed door and gave us a symbol, a signal that something went not well yeah. for them, and our hearts are going out to them right now, and we're going to yeah. have a conversation with them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Treebeard. You go ahead and have a conversation. Anyways, back to what I was saying. <laughs> so but anyways, what I was going to say is like, all right, uh, if you want for the people, by the people, whatever, and the people aren't happy and they decide to act out on it, I also don't see why you're going to necessarily complain about it. That's what I don't get. 
because it might not be the way that you like it and they may not stand for the things that you like but that's the people and it's just like it sucks uh, but that's why I'm like yeah I don't know if it really gets if, if, if uh, a republic or a democracy or any of that stuff gets especially as Christians if it really matters as much I mean like I like the freedom I have in this country I wouldn't I wouldn't want to live in another country but at the end of the day it's like uh, you know like I don't really like the politicians I don't like the political atmosphere of this country but let's say it was just a democracy I would just be pissed off because then it would just be YouTube in Washington it's just like <laughs> oh my gosh what a bunch of morons but then like I am someone else's moron and it's just yeah. like uh, just a mess so I don't know I'm just like the government can do whatever they want and we they're can, going to do they're going to they do whatever they want. yeah it's a better way of and the people can fight and and there are instances against all odds that the people win but it's like, does do things really get better? I I don't I, I think it's not a matter of do things get better. I think it's just a matter of we should strive for better anyway. By if, we, if, what do you mean? The like people. the French we? <laughs> yes, you, should strive. No, I, I think people in general. Like I think, um, and I again I think it's a very romantic thing to say, um, but like it doesn't matter if you're gonna lose the war, fight the fight anyway. You know, like. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't. Well, so to, so to sit there and just be like, oh, well, nothing will change. So, like, people will do what people will do. And what's best for them is I'm just going to ride that river of life. It's, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not for it. Like, like institute the change you want to see. And I'm not, like, I don't want to sit there and be like, oh, like, you know, like, you know, having just come out of, a, of an election season, like, oh, if you don't vote, then you can't complain about the political climate. Like, I'm not Watch. necessarily saying that. <clears throat> but but what I am saying is like like just because it's the way things are doesn't mean we shouldn't push for things to be better. No, I, you know, I, I, and, yeah. And right now I look at uh, you know Flint, Michigan, like that's yes. the way things are. It's, it's you know it's like ridiculous. their their water is dirty brown, you know, and it is bad. And if you drink it, you die um, or get very sick at the least, you know. That's the way things are. Great. Like, let's push for change. Let's mm -hmm. make things better. Let's make things right. Because we have the capability of it. We have the knowledge of it. We have the moral character mm -hmm. for it. So why are we not? Uh, well, what I would say is, like, then, you know, I don't think that necessarily needs to be something done through government. Yeah, I, I would I agree. Feel like in this country, you have the freedom then to pursue... Uh, yeah, um, you have the, like, so if individual freedom, responsibility is what yeah, you're saying? Like, yeah, like, because you have freedom. Yeah, I'm pretty big on that. You could do wrong with your wealth, right, and oppress others or, or what have you, and keep others out. You could do the wrong, or you could also do the right and provide uh, clean water for Flint, Michigan, right? Yeah, um... It just sucks because, uh, people aren't, uh, good. I, I... Hmm... <laughs> I I agree with you that the government shouldn't just hand us everything. I'm not saying that's what you're saying. Right. Um, I but like yeah, should the government just be like, oh, this is a bad thing. Let me make it better um, across the board for everything. No, but again, I think if we're gonna be the greatest nation, mm. um, and I think I think we can be. I think it's I think it's within our grasp i think it's within our reach i think it's doable within um our lifetime 
or two, mm. um, you know, to, to, to put things on that trajectory, and we're not even on that trajectory. And I think we're also, we're in a, I, I have a hard time with that, saying that we're not on their trajectory, because I do think that probably when it comes to government corruption, I mean, I think this probably, and a lot of people who know a lot more about this think this certainly, that there's less corruption in D.C. and in politics now than there ever has been in American history as far as, like, you used to have people just handing people cash for votes. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree and, with that. I would yeah. agree with that. When I, when I say we're not on that trajectory, I mean, we're not, we are, um, kind of going back to the minimum wage, like, we are not squabbling over, okay, let's figure out what the, what yeah, the what people need. basic uh, yeah. living wage is. We're swapping we over yeah. everything else, and and you know like and that's what I mean by we're not even on the, our trage- our our, our goal, focus our, is in the wrong area. Exactly, yeah. like like the goal is not definitely okay, let's agree with that. Find Holy where cow. let's find what people need to live or need, what people need to earn to be able to live. It is, uh, well, what about the companies? What about the? Like, I, well, I just feel like there's so many else. smoke screens um, being thrown up as as though these are the true pressing issues of our day. And it's like, look, I think there are a handful of small, not okay, a handful, a small handful of large problems that if we really poured our attention and energy into those things, it would be a lot more time well spent than a lot of the other quibbling that's going on. But that's actually something that I do with my students um, in my government class is I have a list of everything on the uh, on the board, not everything, obviously, but it's like, okay, um, education, uh, health care. Um, police force uh, and just a list of everything down to like groceries and utilities and housing and, and all those sorts of things and it's like okay we're going to vote and you guys are going to tell me which of these things you think the government should be responsible for providing for every American and which ones you think that Americans should be responsible for working and providing for themselves and uh, oddly enough like I, I feel like my students do a pretty good job maybe hopefully because of some of the things I've taught them by then of saying that they want to work hard and try to produce a lot of those sorts of things for themselves. And I I think that that's also because I, I hear a lot of students of the notion that the country is being run in a way that is super concerned with their individual good. Um, but a lot of them just want to take responsibility for their own because they they see the quality of, for example, like education that the government provides versus the quality of education that arises when people are, uh, you know, go to a private school. And it's like, okay, if, if the government spends X amount of dollars per child per year, if instead they just handed that to the parent to select a private school and schools actually had to compete for um, quality of education... I think it's possible that everyone would benefit from that. I mean, I don't think that you can make a strong argument that the majority of people would not benefit from that, but I would say it's possible that just everyone would. Um, and, you know, have, have government-imposed uh, standards and minimums and, and things, and I think you could still get way above where we are right now. Yeah. I, I mean, even like tutoring. What, what were you saying about? Or go ahead. Well, no, I was just. Saying, I don't. I don't know. I I, I could see it uh, in theory. I don't know about the execution, but I mean, that's. Mm. 
I, I have no qualms with what you said. Mm. Um, and, yeah. I was just thinking, the, the bar is set to a point where instead of encouraging um, people to reach up to the bar, it's encouraging people to reach down to the bar. What do you mean um, by that? Doing like the bare minimum? Yeah. Like, like, like people... Like the bar is set... Uh, um, people... Uh, those in power. Okay, I didn't know if you meant uh, the governed or the the standard makers. Uh, the the standard makers. Okay. Yeah, I think I think the bar is put in such a in such a way that instead of encouraging <coughs> everyone to do better, it's encouraging everyone to do the bare minimum. Mm. Um, you know, another example that I've kind of been turning over in my head this entire time uh, is just like access to life saving medicine, mm. like insulin. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah. Like there's inflation of cost yeah. between producer and yeah. Oh man. You know, like and and you know, like I I definitely understand, um, and and don't want to sit here and and chalk everything up to government. Uh, yeah, you do. No, no, <laughs> like I I I believe in bigger government than you guys do for sure. Um, but I don't want to chalk it up to like, oh, the government should just control everything either. Mm. Um, but like, I do think that the role of the government should be security of our nation, uh, being able to say the, the poorest of us is at this standard, mm. um, and to keep, um, threats in check. And, and to a degree, I feel like companies that can... Uh, be uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is that that can be accountable so, or uh, I think they should hold companies accountable but I think companies that are so predatory huh. um, should be also kept in check um, you know you hear the horror stories of Amazons and Walmarts hmm. and the way employees are treated or worked and and it's very easy to say, like, oh, if you don't like it, go find another job or whatever. Or then you look at companies that produce insulin, and it's, like, $750 uh. for a vial that lasts you a week. Um, and, like, I had a co-worker. So I used to work outdoors in a zoo in Houston. It was 100 degrees in the summer. And she's like, insulin's temperature sensitive. You have to mm. refrigerate mm -hmm. it. She's like, I have a pump. I have to put my pump in a little refrigeration packet and mm -hmm. even then like it can't compete against this heat like mm -hmm. I have I'm literally burning the insulin that's keeping me alive mm -hmm. because I have to be outside working and it's a good paying job and this cool packet gets hot after half an hour mm -hmm. and then I have to go back and I have to swap it out or I have to worry about my insulin or if I drop mm -hmm. it it's in a glass vial and it breaks and she was like, 750 bucks is not cheap. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's those, <clears throat> and then, and then even knowing the story of that, where the inventor of insulin refused to put his name on the patent for insulin. Because he wanted it to be public domain, like and easy to he wanted He wanted anybody to be able to make it. Yeah. Not anybody, of course, but like, yeah. you know, and it's just like, and there are people dying because they cannot get it. I think also as... And that is horrible. And also, historically, people have had those sorts of problems 
had no options. It's not like, oh, the options that were available were expensive. I mean, I tell people, not all the time, but it's like, if I had been born 100 years earlier, I never would have made it. I had asthma, allergies, bronchitis, upper respiratory infection, all that kind of stuff. And I just would have, like, there's just a high infant mortality rate. And so I would have been ones that, I would have been one of the ones that just winds up a number, like a statistic and a little baby grave at my parents' feet one day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it is that sort of stuff. And even, I think, something that affects everybody, at least the ethical decision of it, is, like, the clothes that we wear and where that comes from. And it's like, we, I pay very little for clothes, and the ethical cost of that is that I am wearing things, probably right now, that were stitched together by someone who was nine and making like a buck a day or something like that. Uh, what's that? So that might even be generous. Yeah. Um, and so, so then it's like, okay, what can we do going back almost to what Eric said about like individual responsibility? What are the decisions that we can make to at least with the power that we have, uh, improve the situation? Like, how can we spend our money more ethically? How can we... Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a huge component of it. There's, you know, how can, like, us and our personal spending, but I also think it's further than that. The decisions we make in terms of who we elect, I think it's the decisions we make in where to shop, um, which I, it, it goes to how we spend our money, but I think it's just what we support, you know? And... Um, I, I wonder... I, it'd be impossible to calculate, but it's like, if you had to measure the power that the average American exerts over their lifetime, if more power is exercised by their votes that they cast over the course of their entire life, or by the dollars they spend over their entire life. That'd be a very interesting thing to see. And I would, I feel pretty confident that it would be the dollars. You yeah. know, when you consider how many millions of dollars... The and average American spends over the course of their life. And just the ripple effects of it. You know, yeah. like uh, the boycott on Chick-fil-A many years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, not because of the food or the product, but because of yeah, where the donations the of the owner, the founder, the CEO. Was it donations? or I thought it was just that the founder, uh, who was at the time the CEO. Uh, no, it wasn't even the CEO. Because that's, that's as true of Kathy. Yeah, it was it was one of the higher ups in the corporate in Atlanta came out as being against gay marriage, which right. you know should have surprised no one. Right. And so a bunch of people were boycotting it, and I don't think it was super effective in like the. It didn't seem to have a lot of solidarity behind it, and uh, there's a comedian that just says, "Chick Fil A is so good," and the reason that we know. The Chick-fil-A is so good is because gay people eat it. Mm-hmm. Like, gay people eat Chick-fil-A. <laughs> like, how bananas is that? But, yeah, I think I think the boycotting and, you know, you, you have a non-zero effect on policies. Like, some people, uh, I know that Sam's parents growing up, like, they would not go to Disney. They wouldn't pay for Disney tickets. And a lot of that had to do with their, you know, the parades and things. Um, the June Gay Day uh, that they had instituted. So, 
you know, going either direction, people can use their, use or not use their money, um, to exert influence over institutions like that. But, I mean, are we going to start boycotting Nike? I mean, I don't buy Nike. Actually, you know what? I have Nike shoes. But, I mean, the the shoes that I have, the Brooks that I wear, like, I'm guessing they were also made by tiny children. Well, I I think, and I think now, like, in in our current um, digital age, um, it's not just money it's also our influence clicks like, well no yeah, our, yeah, our, oh, okay. our, our clicks are influence you know like it's your social media presence um yeah it's it's you know if if for those who are influencers being able to use your voice to speak out and say like hey i support her i don't support mm. um it's or or for those who are not influencers um your clicks or your time hey mm. i'm gonna put in uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this video of this person who I enjoy, and that does I mean turn into monetary compensation for mm. the for the creator, but the creator. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> for God. <laughs> but uh, but you know like it, the, those are all conscious decisions that are made, and I think that we can be socially responsible about that. Um, mm. And a thought that I was thinking about even kind of segueing to was when. At the very beginning of the podcast, you said that kind of divides into two things. It divides into classism and prostitution. And I said, you know, like, even the absurdity of that, like, you're inhibiting the economics of someone using their physical body in certain regards. Mm. Um, which, you know, like, as a as a Christian, I'm like, yeah, I, I definitely don't think it's a good thing to be doing. Um, but, but legally... Yeah. yeah but the like distinction from, between sins and crimes. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like I don't I don't know if I necessarily believe that that should be a crime. Oh, man, there was there were, so I I don't think that surrogacy is really comparable to to prostitution in any way that you couldn't also draw that line for like, you know, anyone who works a a labor job. You know, it's like you're using your physical body in a, in such a way that you would not be using it if if someone if no one was paying you. But specifically, I heard somebody say this I don't remember who to attribute this to, but they said, what's what's crazy is, okay, you have a, a man and a woman, and the man says to the woman, I would like to have sex with you. And the woman says, yes. And that's legal. Okay. Yeah. Now you have a man and a woman, and the man says, I would like to have sex with you, and the woman says, no, and the man says, I'll give you money, and the woman says, yes. And that's illegal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you have a man and a woman... And the man says, I'd like to have sex with you. And the woman says no. And the man says, I'll pay you. And she says yes. And the man says, and that guy's going to film it and put it on the internet. And now it's legal again. Yeah. It's like, how, how, like, what have we wrought upon ourselves as a country where, I mean, I, I think even the first one, like, all, all three of those situations, I think, are unethical. Right, yeah. and it's like once you lose the first, it's like well, you know, casual sex, uh, guilt free with with anyone that you want. Like, doesn't have to be with a committed partner. It doesn't have to be with a wife or a husband or any, like it's just you know whoever. And if if they're consenting adults, then then that's fine. It's like okay, once you have established that that is legal, I don't see how any of those things needs to be illegal. Yep. But then it's like okay, all three of them I would deem as sinful and immoral. Yes. But then it's like you know what. Because I think there is a point where the government needs to be concerned with um, enforcing 
some ethical interactions even between consenting adults because it has an effect on the overall society what do you mean ethical what what set of ethics well i mean we can say like drugs you know because you have consenting adults and i mean sugar is not illegal and sugar has detrimental health effects and now we have what is diabetes the third leading cause of death in the United States, high up there. It's regardless. incredibly high up there. It's way above meth overdoses, and but there's enough people making enough money off of sugar that, and you know, I eat sugar and I don't do meth. For those <laughs> listening at home, uh, so I don't eat a ton of sugar. Maybe if though, I did meth, though, I'd be against sugar. My, uh, <laughs> yeah, it would, it would open my eye. No, uh, <laughs> that was actually that was so good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if I did meth, I'd be against sugar. I have a sugar problem. I'm going to really need to wean myself off of this. So I'm gonna... Anyway, um, there are enough people making enough money off of it that we say, well, I guess we're just going to have a bunch of diabetics in the country and a bunch of them are going to die because, you know, we're making enough money off of this. And I And at the same time, gosh, it's like maybe I need to be taking inventory with myself because I don't think sugar should be illegal, you know? But I I am conflicted and I I have a hard time with the idea even of theonomy because it's like theonomy theonomy is so theo God nomos is law. Theonomists believe that the law of God. Okay, I don't want to be ungenerous with the way that I say this. I'll say it is as um, kindly as I can. They believe that the more that our laws as a country mirror the laws that God sets forth in the Bible the better off we will be. And it's like, I think they have a point. Yeah. You know? I mean, I wouldn't go against that at all. The The problem for me is that the law they're referring to is, is the, the civil Old law. Testament law. Yes, yeah, the Old Testament yeah. law. Yeah. You know, stone the adulteress type yeah. of thing. And, uh, and at the same time, it's like, well, I believe that God's people don't have a government right now. Like, we don't have a... a an earthly government? An earthly government, yeah. Like, we have the church and we have King Jesus, but we don't have a military. We don't have a... Yeah. Um, I mean, a tax so collecting that tie to this. agency. What's that? No, I'm just saying. There's like a lot of conversations that tie to what you're saying. It's yeah. Um, I I, I uh, back to the future was a great well, trilogy. It really was though. Yeah. Um, to the the prostitution and the sugar. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I made a funny there, but okay. Um, Give me some sugar. Oh, okay, got it. Now, now I got it. Um, yeah, I, I, I would. I agree with you one hundred percent that morally wrong should it be a crime? Uh, no, and and I see what you're trying to draw um, between like meth and sugar and and prostitution and other things. Um, but I, I mean, I, I would just kind of disagree. Looking at other nations that have legalized prostitution. Um, you know, versus like meth addiction makes you a a, a non functioning member of society, um, or a severely under performing member of society. Um, I would I would are there high functioning meth addicts in the world? Probably. Ooh, I would I would feel I, very I, comfortable saying. Most are not. I, 
okay, when I, here's the thing, we have this idea where we think of meth users and we think of the junkies that we've seen on, you know, all these TV shows, and isn't the reality, specifically when it comes to meth, that there are a bunch of, like, suburban housewives and college students and things that use it in very, in very small doses and are high-functioning? I've not heard that in regards to meth. I've had her, I, I, I'm, again, not a scholar on it, um, but, like, it's my understanding, like, meth and heroin are kind of, like, crippling right off the bat, maybe even crack, but, like, cocaine, marijuana, uh, some opioids. And things like um, Adderall. Yeah, you know, those, those are yeah. kind of in that realm of what you're talking about, but, yeah. like, crack, I'm, I'm pretty meth, sure it is heroin methamphetamine. Like okay. I could be wrong. Um, this we didn't research for this podcast. No, and that's fine, you know, because um. no one views us as an authority. But, uh, <laughs> Not even if they have, <laughs> we have, we have freed them of that notion. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, I think, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I don't think um, prostitution removes you as a functioning member of society versus um, these hard drugs. Uh, potentially do um and then i was uh snickering to myself and i was like man do i really want to be a brat and like bring in like second or third wave feminism and being like no the problem with prostitution is that women want to take back the power and the insane uh Ooh, we should do one on feminism we could All I, think, I think i think that would be another one that would be uh poorly received much like this one um uh, to be fair, we did not talk about surrogacy for long. We jumped off that real fast, and I am so. Well, that was kind of the that was kind of the point. I am so. So grateful. I think. Um, oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I, I was I was snickering to myself about the feminism statement. Um, is there possibly some truth in there? Yeah, I don't put a lot of water on it, but um, uh, more so the the functioning member of society is possible with prostitution versus hard drug use, and you can look a la. Uh, the Netherlands for Sharia examples Allah. of that. <laughs> Sorry. Allah. Um, anyway, I think I am going to start calling myself a theonomic realist. Because oh. it's like, I get that, I, I, I agree with the idea that the more a civil government were to align its policies with the policies of that God lays forth um, <laughs> that it would be better off but I'm also a realist in that it ain't gonna happen so so like, really when, when you when you say a theonomic realist what you're saying is you're for the Crusades no <laughs> because I don't believe that the Crusades were in alignment with with God's true purpose but have you Catholic law read Joshua is that how you're no, gonna finish no, that no, sentence no, no, no. no I was gonna say have you found a government that exactly which is why i'm a realist like i don't right. believe it like i just believe it ain't gonna happen i yeah i don't know i'm not a theonomist because i just don't see how you're not judging others by a standard you won't judge yourself well i would say that that judgment is handed over to the government you know to do those sorts of things i agree that it's like man it would be incredibly uh harsh um well, what I'm saying, so like, say an adulteress was found, hey, we go into the Old Testament law, which I don't know why it's applicable, but 
and it's, <laughs> it says that you are to be put to death, right? And it's like, okay, well, how many of us are, and I'm not talking about just like pornography, but just have lust in our hearts, mm. you know? It's just like, we just become a bunch of hypocrites. And I think it would be so just of God to then just put, like at, at his coming, to put everybody to death. Yeah. And it's just like, so I think that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that there's going to be grace. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying like, the more uh by by theonomy i'm not and i know some people really are making this argument which is why i tried to give the most gracious definition i could to it but i'm not saying that the more we align ourselves with god's law um the nicer we'll feel or the 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 uh freer we will feel even um but it's like it would be a righteous nation that winds up uh you know applying those laws but it's just not going to happen. And what laws would those be? Yeah, exactly. Because then it's like, okay, are we saying that if you break the Sabbath, that you are stoned to death? Right. And no. So <laughs> I got you my asterisks so that I got to put. What's that? You will rest or so help me. Hey, I that's what they did, rest. man. Isn't I know. That, like, that's so... Y- I will make you rest in death. Hey, there's this kid and he's gathering sticks on mm-hmm. the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Moses, what should we do? I don't know. Let me check with God. Hey, God, what should we do? Kill him. And that was the first Sabbath. Jeez. No, no, no. That that was that's in the book of Leviticus. That was the first Sabbath. That was the first Sabbath breaker. It wasn't like the first Saturday after the I, law of Sinai. I have to read it again, but it sounded like there was the command, and then it was like, okay, the Sabbath came, and then this guy apparently forgot. It's also like one. I I think it might be <laughs> what a what a what a. He's, he's gathering. Yeah, he's gathering wood for like, fire. It's a steep learning curve. This is like David's thing about you know you got to have a public hanging. If you have one public hanging, then people will fall in line. But uh, it is pretty unique in that it's one of the very few narratives in the book of Leviticus. Leviticus is almost all law, and then it's like now let me tell you a story. Yeah. About a kid <laughs> who thought that it was fine to gather sticks on the Sabbath. Anyway. That's all right. That kid was always meant to die anyway. Yeah. It was a milestone. It was a milestone. (laughs) You get way too much of a kick out of that. (laughs) I I really like... I'm not kidding. That's how I end so many things in my mind. What you hear is only a fraction of them. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It was always supposed to be that way. We'll have to revisit. Uh, Let me just say, I appreciate only hearing a fraction of those things. Uh, Well, did we solve it? Yeah, we definitely did. We talked about it. That was good okay. Enough. Cool. So, uh, burn all your money. Well, withdraw all your money and uh, just set it all on fire. Burn your house. Burn your. Burn your kids. Burn your wife. <laughs> yep. Is that what you did? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no. So use your your votes, your money, your internet attention, your internet influence in ways that uh, are conducive to righteousness. And all will be well. This is Travis Bergner signing off. Stay classy. (laughs) This has been the Travis Bergner Podcast, brought to you in part by the sound of my air conditioner. (laughs) The sound of my air conditioner, keeping my wife nice and cool while I sweat to death. (laughs) See you next time.